You are listening to WHOA Podcast, coming to you from Gainesville, Florida. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the WHOA GNV Podcast, the Coronavirus Sessions. I am your host, Colin Austin, and my co-host is the one and only Michael Dees. What is up? Not much, man. We're... We're going through this today. We're recording on Friday, which I don't like. I don't even know what days of the week mean anymore. It's just some call blur. <laughs> it doesn't even but, matter at this point. Yeah, uh, but no, I'm doing good. It's another day, so uh, I'll be going to the dealership today to get some stuff done. Uh, I'm excited. I just we'll we'll release this afterwards, but I'm excited for our beer hangout tonight. Uh, so that'll be fun to see how that goes. But uh, yeah, yeah, we'll have to do that again for everybody who's listening to this episode. We did like uh, we're doing tonight like a networking uh beer night with podcast family there's like it says there's like 30 something 40 something people going so we'll see how it goes yeah. we'll let everybody know and then we'll we'll do it again but i'm sure we're going to do more virtual events where we can hang out with our with our podcast audience and just and just chill and talk and see what's going on in y'all's world maybe we even record one what if we got like 40 people in there we just had like a conversation and just recorded it <laughs> i mean you should definitely you should definitely hit record i mean i don't know what's gonna happen maybe we get zoom bombed or something but like definitely worth recording okay so, if, we, if we get some through people this are whole weird thing, about that so. i was gonna say if we get through this whole thing without actually getting zoom bombed can we say we did this you know i feel like that's like a rite of passage at this point <laughs> yes uh, oh man so, well, anyway, like before we uh, really, really dive into this episode, I want to make sure that we give a shout out to our sponsor, Matt Houchins of Houchins Consulting. Um, you know, Houchins Consulting is owned and operated by Gainesville native Matt Houchins right here. Uh, he, I just said all that. <laughs> that, that you know, that's what happens when you like say it and then you go and start reading a script. <laughs> um, he, you guys. Matt helps local and national businesses by making sure that they show up when customers are searching for their products and services. Through the end of May, businesses can take advantage of a free Google My Business audit and update by mentioning this show. Tell Matt you heard, hey, I heard it on the WHOA GNV podcast, baby. Let's go. Hook me up. And uh, GNV, just find him at gnvseo.com. That's SEO, for those people who don't know, means search engine optimization. gnvseo.com. And Matt will take really, really great care of you. Uh, Matt, super grateful for your sponsorship and uh, for supporting our podcast, man. And, uh, you know, let's, let's get into it. Y'all, I'm excited yeah. to introduce my friend, Eric. Eric, what is up, dude? What up, guys? Thanks so much for having me on the podcast. Uh, you know, a while back, I actually got to sh- go behind the scenes with you guys' podcast set up. See that's whole right, man. You were, in the, you were in the studio. Yeah, that's yeah. right. I love that studio, man. That's such a cool setup. You guys have the four different microphones going out to everybody. I, I miss it terribly, to be honest. <laughs> I imagine so, like, right? Dude, this, this like social distancing stuff and like doing these Zoom recordings. I mean, this is cool. And I think this is going to bring a lot of value to our audience and help you know, businesses and, and individuals yeah. all across it's town. It's so relevant like, right now. It's amazing. Yeah. It's, and so like, it's cool that we can jump in here and pivot and like really dive into like what's happening with this coronavirus. But man, do I miss being in that studio, hanging out with like everybody and, and yeah, sweet setup for sure. It's, a, it's an experience in itself. Like yeah, when you, when you get invited to do the, the, like a studio session like that, that's like a whole other experience. And we'll have to do that sometime, man. That'll be fun. Yeah. I'd love that. But, but uh but yeah so why don't you tell our audience like who you are what you do just give us like the, the uh, you know the quick short story 
of Eric. Sure, absolutely. So yeah, my name is Eric Gilbert. I'm the director for Rising Calm Center. It's a Christian center here in Gainesville. Uh, we really specialize in three areas, helping people with anxiety, helping people with relationships, and helping way with people with healthy ways to handle their stress. So uh, my background, master's in marriage and family therapy. I'm an Illinois boy, grew up around Chicago. Uh, and then I met my lovely wife when I was up at Northern Illinois University. Um, we were going to school out there together, getting our master's degrees. And um, we got married in Illinois. If you guys remember the polar vortex, you ever read, remember reading about that in the news? <laughs> that was all around Chicago. So that was like the year after we got married, 2014. And we're like, we've had enough of that. We're ready to move on down south. So we moved down to Florida, 2014. Um, and then my wife got accepted to UF Dental School, 2016. Made our way to Gainesville, and then started up Rising Palm Center in 2018. So here we are now, living life, man. You know, the one thing that we uh, don't have in Florida is polar vortexes. <laughs> <laughs> Trust me, man. You guys do not want that. That was like yes. some days to be negative 40 degrees. Let me explain to our audience what a Florida vortex is in Florida. It's anytime the temperature gets below 60 degrees, you are in a polar vortex in Florida. <laughs> got long sleeves on. It's a shock. Dude, it's like... Just what last week? I mean, doing like coming out on the back patio here, like this had been my remote office, and the temperature it was like down in the fifties, and it was like it was like early in the morning. One morning it was like in the fifties, and I'm like, damn, this is cold. I'm gonna go put my sweats on. Like, well, I'll be right back. <laughs> the, so, I think my blood's thinned out over the years. You know, I used to be a cool in a t-shirt, but now it's like I'm putting on jackets and all this kind of stuff just to step outside in fifty degrees. You know, that's right, man. <laughs> So, uh, so talk to us a little bit about this, about this virus and like how it's impacted your life and your family's life and like the stuff that, you know, you guys, uh, got going on. Yeah, definitely. Um, so, you know, it was, it was interesting when we first started getting the news about coronavirus, at least for us, we didn't really anticipate how bad it was and how serious it was. So it was kind of like, well, you know, maybe we're going to get a client or two that because they're elderly or their immune system might be compromised maybe they're going to start canceling. And then the news started coming out um, more and more frequently in March, just about how serious this was. And we started to realize, well, it might not just be a client or two canceling. It might be that we have to actually shut the office down, or it might be that um, we're going to have to move a majority of clients onto online. So I started to realize that. Um, and I just hired a new team member, Jessica, um, in February. So we're at the point of expanding, new clients coming in. I mean, getting three to four people interested in joining and working with us, you know, on a weekly basis. So it was going pretty quick. And I'm like, how do I keep up with the demand? And then it was like coronavirus started coming through and had the opposite problem of like, okay, now we got people, no one's calling us so much anymore. Things have slowed down tremendously. Um, and how do we retain and serve our customers now? that a majority are looking to go onto online services. So we started doing like telehealth, um, starting to use Zoom calls like this, and then also doing online coaching sessions too. So we started offering that to more of our clients to try to transition them um, towards Zoom calls. Some of these people, you know, they're younger, some are more adaptive, young professionals. Some might be an elderly couple who's been married for 30 years, you know? so. First time trying to do something like this, just walking through that process, figuring it out together. Um, I really 
admire my uh, teammate Jessica for her she had to do like a special training for telehealth services for being able to provide counseling clients online um, and she just jumped on on board with it uh, there was a cost for the training and everything and she's like I'll, I'll go for it I know this is important and so we just adapted we started rolling with the punches and now I'm happy to say we've been able to uh, retain and even better serve a lot of our clients uh, through this transition Something I, I've been doing for a while, um, probably like about the last four to six months, is when it comes to working with people, a lot of times I tell in session, like you can get moments of clarity, you can get moments of breakthrough, but a lot of times it's about what daily work are you doing, what healthy habits are you working on a daily basis. And so I had started sharing files with people, um, like weekly lessons, I would call it, um, through Google Drive. And so I'm glad I had proactively built that beforehand because now more than ever, like clients are finding value in that. So whenever we meet with somebody, we give them the option to say, hey, if we start emailing you lessons um, that are going to help you in your development to reach your goals, better manage your anxiety, improve your relationships, are you up to that? And so we kind of had that already in place. And so a lot of people have found value in that while they're especially if we've never had time on our hands before, a lot of people are finding it on their hands now. So a lot of times they can develop that um, on their own now. You know, it's super interesting because like, I don't think we all really realized it in the moment, but this is scaling our time. Mm-hmm. You know, like, they, like you think about like the Zoom meetups and stuff. I, I've been able to squeeze in more meetings and you know because you line them up like back to back to back there's no travel time there's no you know before i'd be like i was trying to get everybody to go and meet me at the same coffee shop and i would do one at eight one at nine one at ten one at you know what i mean and i was like mm-hmm. trying to avoid traveling across town and these kind of things like this is and we've said it multiple times already this is going to become one of the new norms right and and like when i think about you like and what you're doing like and maybe you can tell me if i'm wrong my, my mind instantly goes into a place of maybe I can, you know, do more check-ins with, with my clients, mm-hmm. right? Maybe like if I'm normally doing a once a month or a once a week or whatever it is, maybe I can, you know, do more, like offer a little bit more mm-hmm. um, without having to increase my, my fees or my rates for the, you know, for what I do because, because it's here. Like it's, right, I, right, I, right. I, I, I can jump on here. I can jump on here quickly um you know so so i don't know if that if that has come into play at all but i I feel like you're able to bring more value in the frequency Mm -hmm. because through because you can just jump on zoom and and say hey yeah like what's what's going on how can you know talk to me (laughs) yeah i mean mean, is that the case at all or you know have has that even been a a thought process at this point or i think the Probably the biggest things have been being able to provide like email support uh, and even text message support to people in real time, things like that. So that's more like if there is immediate need or something that they have a specific question about, being able to answer that quickly. And then um, through this, we've been offering like a free consultation for people. So if they're kind of like, hey, I've never done coaching before, I've never done counseling before, like, what are you guys really all about? You know, do you line up with my values? Are you going to help me reach my goals? Uh, we'll do consultations with them. And most of the time we've done it over the phone, but now it's we made the option through Zoom as well. Sometimes it can give people a different feeling if they're looking at you face-to-face and feeling like, 
hey, like I actually know this guy's personality a little bit more and I can see his approach to life, you know? I'm curious if there's a trend and, and maybe it's too early to tell, but, but remote life, is there more people dealing with anxiety and relational stress as this goes on and we're spending more times with loved ones away from our routine or is this actually relaxing people and improving their mental health? I wish Dude, I, I love this. Hold on. You know, Mike, it's so funny because I was about to ask the exact same thing. And I was just thinking to myself yesterday, how you and I normally don't ever ask the same questions. <laughs> <laughs> This is the I don't know. I, just, I don't know if that's true because there's so many times I'm like, okay, he just asked that, so I like wipe it away. But <laughs> you do, okay. Yeah. I, I just want to like, because I feel like when we're in the studio, you and I completely have different questions. <laughs> They're not even close. I'm never gonna ask anything similar to what you're gonna ask. And, and now I'm, I'm like, are we losing this sync by not being in the studio? Uh -oh. Like, uh oh, don't scare me like that. My, my seat just got <laughs> a little hot. <laughs> yeah it's a great, great question. question so Go ahead, sorry. i would say for vast majority of people this time has brought an increase in anxiety and stress and relationship issues i mean you guys might have even seen in the news just like domestic violence cases and everything have gone up a lot with uh, that abuse happening more often and so like some pretty serious stuff happening with tension um a lot of times I was, I was actually looking at some different articles and research, and they're talking about two different cases. Um, one of them was like a team that was going to Antarctica, and another one was like an astronaut going out to space. And they talked about how you're in a confined space with people uh, for a long time and how like little stuff can just wear on you over time. So somebody gave the example of like going to get tea, and they got it for themselves but didn't offer it to anybody else. And it just like it got under their skin where they're like, if we weren't around each other all the time, I wouldn't have been bothered by it so much. But now it's like even little things can set you off, especially like with people feeling the tension with their uncertainty. Um, maybe they don't know what's gonna happen with their job. Maybe they feel like they don't know if they're doing the most that they can for their business to succeed long-term. So as more anxiety, more is more uncertain and feels like more things are out of control, I've seen more people become more anxious, relationships have more tension. Uh, more issues start to pop up, it seems. So that's a sensitive thing, and I don't wish to ever come across insincere when I say this, but does, does any of that mean that it should be good good business for you down the road? Um, it's interesting because I don't know for sure what's going to be down the road, but I, I think more likely as people, especially the longer this thing goes on, I think people are kind of realizing the storm could last for a while. And as they're kind of like, well, you know, wait two weeks and see what happens. Now it's kind of like three weeks, four weeks. It could be three months. I don't know. Um, but it could be at a point where I, I think people are starting to call more often now and starting to see, like, I need not just a short term, just got to make it through this week, but I need a plan to be able to make it through this time, this season, you know. Mm -hmm. So I do feel like we are getting more people now who are starting to call again and say, like, hey, I got to get a time set up. I got to be able to find some kind of solutions for what I'm going through. So we try to adapt that too with our, with our services. Um, we know that finances have been kind of hard for people, um, especially with job loss. So our usual session rate is like $99 a session. But if somebody has like insurance or somebody has a certain annual income, then we move down to like 75 a session. And then if somebody is experiencing job loss, uh, high levels of stress, something where it significantly cut off their finances. 
we go all the way down to $59 a session. So we try to give like a sliding fee scale now to kind of meet people where they're at. Cause especially some of this stuff is urgent, you know, somebody really wants help right now and we want to try to provide what we can to them. Definitely. The, the, Mental health impacts of this, I, I, I'm, I'm fascinated by it. And I know it's, it's still too early to tell like what kind of lasting effect it's going to have, but it will be interesting to see how that plays out, especially as you mentioned job loss and, and the relational stuff about spending all this time together with people where we, we've got built into our days, these breaks and these, you know, me times mm -hmm. and stuff like that. Um, it's just, it's, it's going to be interesting to see if it's a benefit for some and if it's a detriment to others. Yeah. Yeah. I, one of the biggest things I feel like is a game changer for people is that they're able to find a purpose to their time. So the people that get stuck into thinking, how long is this going to last? Am I going to run out of money? Um, is everything going to go badly for me in the future? And they kind of start to catastrophize everything. Like everything's out of control. Everything's ruined. Those are the people who tie themselves up in knots and end up either totally crashing, just like, they're on the bed, they can't seem to motivate themselves to get up, or they're in a frenzy of activity, but nothing's really counting. You know, they're just kind of flying themselves in any direction, but they have no purpose behind what they do. On the other side, the people who I see like thriving in this time are those who kind of say, I gotta have a purpose for what I'm gonna do in the midst of this. If this is gonna go on, whether it be one week, one month, one year, I'm gonna be able to try to find a way to have purpose in this time that serves my goals and my core values, who I am, my personality, that kind of stuff hasn't changed, you know? So it's just shifted my approach towards it. So how can I use the tools that are still at my disposal now to grow, to adapt, to learn? I wonder if you're going to have, like, a lot of business owners reaching out to you. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, it's funny. It's, it's funny, like, I don't know. I have, I'm a very extremely positive person. Mm -hmm. um, and and when it comes to the game of entrepreneurship <laughs> i'm very much like i've got this let's go you know like and, and so but i'm telling you right now man in the last three weeks i've gone from you know feeling good like i i, I feeling good with the pressure my, my back against the wall mm -hmm. like that's that that's a zone that i've always been pretty comfortable in yeah. and i'm like i get i get into the state of i've got this let's go i'm hungry that's i'm gonna awesome. make it through and then yeah. and then like 24 hours later i just want to be like in a depression in the bed <laughs> <laughs> like like leave me alone i don't like i'm not gonna make you know it's like it's like I, nowhere in between uh, it, i feel mm. like it's one or the other mm. you know yeah. and like and and it's, it's strong it's ways. Ta eh? it's, ta it's taxing and like and i don't and you know, and I've said this before because we've talked about depression on the show before. Like, I, I, I don't have depression, and so like I, I don't want anybody who does to hear it and be like, "This guy doesn't know what depression is," because it's true, I don't. Um, and but like, you know, I, I feel like if there's a, a place where I've been, you know, close, I mean, it, it's been it's been through a lot of this. It's been like, dude, I, I it's been high or low. You know, I feel like it hasn't been a, a lot of middle ground. So, yeah. um, 
I feel like I don't know if you have any any advice there, like for the business owners that are going, because I feel like a lot of us are going through that. Like we want to stay positive. We want to stay like very focused. Like, hey, we're going to do this. We're going to get through this. Mm -hmm. We're going to make it. You can do this. You know, let's go. Like the number of people who have told me, Colin, you're like, you're like one of those leaders that this community, Mm -hmm. you know, needs. And like, this is your time to shine. And like, and I love hearing that kind of stuff. But at the same time, that's so much pressure. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like when you hear like, if this is your, this is your time to shine, you're going to do it. Like I love being encouraged and being pumped up. And, and I'm naturally, like I said, not a person who needs to be pumped up. But when you start hearing those things, you're like, man, that's like a lot of pressure. I don't want to let people down. I don't want to like, I don't, I don't want to be one of the failures. What if I'm one of the failures, you know, dude, help me. Yeah. He's got to, you can feel free to bill him $59 for this. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, I'm going yeah, to get like an invoice. I'm going to get like an invoice right after this. Yeah. The thing that comes to my mind, um, and it might sound like a, one of those weak, weak words, but it's really important is self-care. You know, like if, if there's ever been a time to try to practice this stuff of like really filling up our life, our soul with good things. So we're able to give to others. Like now is that time. So like for me, having time with God in the morning, having time of prayer, having a time where I purposely turn off the electronics and unplug things and get real quiet and mindful in the moment. Kind of like if I was to say, I was kind of like meditating, spending time with God purposefully. Like that's the kind of stuff that prepares me more for the day than I think just about anything else. Cause I can kind of tune everything out, out for a minute and just be able to tune in what's going on with my soul. Like, where am I really at? If I'm anxious, if I'm angry, if I'm depressed, if I'm worried, wherever that stuff is, I can allow it to just be there for a moment, allow myself to feel it. And just to be able to kind of give, I mean, for me, it's, it's being able to hand that over to God and just say like, Hey, this is what I'm feeling on the inside right now. Um, so being able to know ourselves and what we're feeling on the inside and that self-care of, of being there for ourselves allows us to be able to fill up with good things so we can actually properly care for other people, you know? Yeah. You know, the, the problem is, is that mm-hmm. it's more difficult right now than, than ever because, and I think a lot of it has to do with the remote lifestyles that are happening. I, like I've seen a lot of people talk about how their routines have gotten unsynced you know you're you're you normally have this like yeah. all right this is what time i wake up this is what time i work right. out this is what time i eat breakfast i show up to work at this time i have these hours filled with these things to do in my calendar i leave at this time i go home i like like it's like everything is routined out but because of this remote mm-hmm. life then you got kids who are homeschooling and sometimes yep. they got zoom meetings at nine sometimes they're at two in the afternoon it's That's like, true, like man. there's no there's it's no so sync there's no sync everything is all over the place and I've even said, you know, I was telling you right before this, like just in, just chit chatting before we started was, you know, like, dude, I, like I've, I've, you know, where I was trying to get in and everybody who listens to the podcast know this, I was trying to get into like this morning routine of like waking up early and, and having that quiet time and doing these things for myself. Nope. Like complete night out. I've been working till two o'clock, you know, one, two o'clock yeah. in the morning, cranking out work. And on my back porch, out here with the with the with the Christmas lights on, just in my own little world out here on the back porch, you know, it's just it's so difficult because all yeah. of our routines have just been like, mm-hmm. 
I just blown up. Exactly. <laughs> like our routine, our routines are blown up. Nobody has a routine. Nobody has a schedule anymore. People like like Mike says, like Mike said at the end episode, I don't even know what day it is anymore. It's Friday. Uh, I'm pretty sure it's Friday. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like we don't know. Like everything is just all over the place. I mean, how can we keep that that self care? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Amongst this crazy remote life, you know. That's a great question, man. I mean, phenomenon. In my personal life, like, I think you know this, Colin, like, my wife and I just ha- started having foster kids uh, a few weeks ago, right before coronavirus and everything with the stay-at-home order really hit the fan, you know? So these kids are from Honduras. They speak just Spanish. <laughs> and I can speak a little bit of Spanish. My wife, praise God, she's bilingual, so she's got my back. But, I mean, you talk about throwing off your routine. It was like, we're like, okay, we'll have these kids. They're going to be at like this um, daycare center throughout the day. And then we'll go be with them in the evening kind of thing. And then sure enough, they close the daycare center because of everything that's going on. So guess who's, who's the full-time dad, who's the full-time mom, you know, and who's still got a business to run and everything. So I know what you mean, like wrenches being thrown into things. How do we still find a way to find purpose and passion and actually like detox a little bit from all the stress? Um, so for us, there's a few things for me that I know really work. One of them is exercise. And so whether it's running outside for a mile or being able to do like a YouTube video with exercise routine for 15 minutes in the morning, that for me was like, I'm not going to compromise that because if I don't get that, I get more stressed. I get more anxious. I get more worked up. I get short in my conversations with my wife. I get short in my conversations with the kids. I don't listen as well to other people. So I just had to kind of make up a little list of non-negotiables, even if it was just a few things to say, like, I know I need this time with God. I know I need uh, some time for exercise. And I'm not talking many things. It could be just be one, two, three things in your day. But being able to have that consistently and say, I'm not going to give that up because I know I need that for my mental health, for my ability to provide services the best I can to my people. So that for me still created midst like a sense of calm in the midst of the storm. Like, okay, from the time the kid gets up at 7am until the time they go to bed at 9pm, things are going to be kind of crazy. But before that time and after that time, those are my little moments of solace. It's still, dude, it's so, it's so tough, man. Mm-hmm. I mean, even, even, you know, before we got on here, you know, the kids, they're playing, uh, minecraft or something on the switch they're in there shannon's shannon's like trying to work i'm trying to work yep kids are ask, asking for things trying, pulling us off yep. and i'm just like I'm like leave us alone we have jobs we gotta get this stuff done let us get it done <laughs> it's just like dude it's, it's just it's intense i've been trying to figure out how to like nail that that routine mm-hmm. and and I, the truth is, I've gotten uh, a lot more. I've gotten a lot more done, you know, after ten o'clock when everybody, yeah, you know, kids, kids are in bed like eight or nine. But like, you know, even after Shannon has gone to sleep, I've just stayed up, and I'm like, all right, now, now I've got like three right. hours of of focused time. Um, and but that's part of it you know, too. It's, it, it's challenging, but is knowing how you're wired. You know what I mean, like sometimes we beat ourselves up because we're not doing the 12 habits of highly effective people, you know, where it's like, I'm, I'm trying to do everything under the sun of all these people that influence me. But if, 
if you know that your zone of genius is in the evening, that's your time to create and to produce quality content. Like there's nothing wrong with being able to stay up late as long as you're present and able to be able to do the things that really matter most in your day, you know? Yeah. Sometimes that's so true. I think you, I think you really do have to kind of like, when you're reading those books and you're like taking all this information from all of these places, you just got to like take the bits and pieces that influence you the most and, and make your own formula. Right. Cause like everybody I've talked to has said, man, the most successful people on the planet are the ones that wake up early in the morning. <laughs> right. And I'm like, yeah, I hate waking up early in the morning and I just want to sleep, <laughs> but, but I'll, but I'll work late at night. Right. You know, I personally like Thomas Edison cause that guy would take a nap every afternoon, man. I'm like, that's me. I haven't used siesta. You know, this is kind of yeah. All right. Yeah. So, <laughs> and, like, I, and so much, you know. So. And I'm still experimenting. Like, I still will. Like, like I said, like, you know, the first month of this year, I was waking up super early and just, mm-hmm. you know, trying trying to navigate it. Still, still find my right formula. But anyway, Mike, what do you got, man? I could talk yeah. about routines and that kind of stuff all day long. <laughs> Ever since we started talking about uh, the self-care thing, I kind of went down this rabbit hole in my brain. And so this is going to end up being more of a, a, an ask for advice for our audience, less a question. But one of the things that, that I started thinking about um, was I, I was listening to this NPR program the other day, and they were talking about how in American culture, uh, self-care tends to lead itself to this one box check thing that we do for ourselves, which a lot of people, if you think we glamorize that uh that post shift beer or, you know, the, the girl that has the wine glass sitting at the bathtub, but how we, how we rely on, on alcohol. And then I was thinking about this uh, TikTok that um, I saw yesterday that it was this guy going for a jog in his neighborhood, right? He's like, oh, I'm going for an exercise and he's scoping out everybody in the neighborhood's recycling bin. And it's full of booze, bottles and beer and <laughs> because everybody's in quarantine and everybody's drinking like crazy. So, in some in some ways it's it's kind of fun you know because it's relaxing right but in other ways I think that um, if we're not careful it could have some negative repercussions so I kind of just like I said it's not really a question so much as it may be an ask for advice like how what are your thoughts on that and how do we make sure we don't become negative reliant on on alcohol uh, while we're going through this staying at home um, and having these like social zoom meetings and, and stuff like that yeah that's such a great question mike i'm so proud of you that was, that was awesome i love that question solid, <laughs> man. Solid. yeah um part of it is is knowing what is really going to help us with our health and what we're just doing to cope temporarily in the moment you know like alcohol it can be something that we have a beer we have a glass of wine something like that it can help us to relax it can serve a a little bit of purpose to like, okay, I'm just going to, when I have a can of beer in my hand, it's a signal to my body to just take a moment and chill. Maybe it makes me more mindful. Maybe it makes it so I talk a little bit slower with my wife and I'm just more relaxed on the inside, you know? But the problem can be is if I start to become dependent, right? Whereas like, okay, one, one beer isn't doing it anymore. One glass of wine isn't doing the trick you know what, I've got time in my hands so I can just drink as often as I want whenever I feel the I'm bored, you know? I think a lot of people, it's either the stress is driving them towards it or boredom's driving them to it. So knowing, like, what is my reason for reaching in the fridge right now? Am I just trying to relax or am I trying not to deal with the reality of what's happening in my life at this moment? 
And I would say it's important too, best you can, try to limit your supply. Um, it's a lot harder right now to say no to that thing if you know it's a vice for you. If you got it right there in the fridge and you got like a 40 pack ready to go, you know? You got a whole liquor cabinet, it's a lot harder to say no right now. Eric, you know what's so tough about that though is that nobody wants to go to Publix uh, like every three days. <laughs> right. <laughs> I know. You know? I know. Like, normally, normally it's like, I'm like, yeah, you know, we're going to public. I mean, there's times where we go to Publix every day, pick up a couple things. I mean, it's just, we're like, frequent trips to Publix is not a problem. Now it's like, all right, let's just stock up and let's go. <laughs> like, the, the beer fridge is, the bridge, the beer fridge is full, my friend. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> yes, yes. That's what I'm saying, That's particularly for people who are really struggling in this. Like, if you know you've battled with alcohol before in the past, and it's been especially yeah. the moments where you felt low and kind of like defeated. Like just try to really limit that stuff. It's not going to be easy, but that's kind of the point. Like make it so it's not convenient for you to reach in the bridge. So that way it's yeah for you to feed that, you know? That's really good. That's really good advice, Eric. Thanks, man. Definitely. I, I could um, say that for, for my own, my own take, it's like we were just talking um, last night uh, about, you know, how our spending habits have been since we've been under this quarantine and, and do we need to like budget, budget our money more? And it's like, you know, we're talking how it feels like we've been saving a lot of money. And then I look at the bank account and it's like, no, man, these, these trips have been expensive. What I realized it was, was we're going through bottles of champagne at night, like crazy. Like, this is what we drink, you know, maybe a mimosa in the morning and then at night and mm -hmm. bottle of champagne's 10 to 15, 20 bucks a bottle. Right. And, and right. that's what we're spending a lot of money on. And so I think it's, there's also the aspect of, even if it's not a, uh, physiological dependency on it, if we're going through this time right now where money is scarce, we're all clinging on to our money. And then mm -hmm. you start to realize you're going broke because you're drinking so much. It becomes a psychological aspect. Um, and that's the one that I'm, I'm kind of focusing in on needing to cut back on uh, less like a, you know, physiological, biological aspect. But, yeah. And so part of that is you raise the consciousness of it to realize, okay, I don't think it's a problem. And then it's like looking at the numbers and being like, okay, <laughs> I got to face the reality of what's happening. You know, my bank account yeah. doesn't mind to me about this thing. So that's yeah, You don't want to get to the point where it's like with the business, man, we got the credit card maxed out. Mike's like messaging me and say, Hey, our scheduling stuff when I work, is it, isn't working? I'm like, yeah, it's because the credit card's <laughs> maxed out. We can't pay, can't pay the bill. Yep. You know, what happens at that point? <laughs> cut it, <laughs> so, it only one option. So, yep. so yeah so we like we, we reached out to them we're like hey we're not gonna be able to keep paying this right now and they're mm. like okay so it's, no, that was easy we cut that pretty quick so the, fun, the funny part with like the team members the team members were like trying to clock in and they're like hey uh it says i've been deactivated and like everybody's kind of like fearful that they just got laid got off laid off yeah down. they got scared for a minute there <laughs> without 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 knowing about it i've been deactivated but but no i mean sometimes it's like to the point where you can't buy it anymore it's just like all right well now's the time to cut it so so don't let yourself get to that point mike <laughs> right i'm, I'm trying <laughs> eric this has been really really good my friend um why don't you tell our audience where they can connect with you where they can you know get your services and that kind of thing sure yeah the Probably the easiest way is just to go to risingcalm.com, R-I-S-I-N-G-C-A-L-M.com. That's our website. Uh, has everything about biography of who we are, what we do, how we serve people. Um, and then you can also find us on Psychology Today if you just type in uh, for counselors or coaches around Gainesville. You can find us that way too. Um, 
and yeah, be honored to serve you guys. I love being on the podcast with you. This yeah, man, it was fun. It was fun. It was a good, good conversation. Good, good change up too. I mean, especially in, like it's so relevant too, like with all the anxiety stuff that people are going through. And like I said, yeah. I mean, if you want to, if you want to send me an invoice for fifty nine bucks for my <laughs> session here today, yeah, send mine to his too. It's it's Colin at repaintthewall dot com. You'll see him. Yeah, my invoice too. Uh, that was good. Um, one thing I should say too. <laughs> We actually started a support group online too, like on Wednesdays. So we got one at noon and one at 5 p.m. Uh, so that one's also a great way that you can save money while giving support with other professionals. So that one's just like uh, $30 per session. And we try to make That's it flexible. Cool. So if somebody says, you know, I just want to try it out for a couple of weeks. It's just two-week commitment at a time. Um, and so we, you can help connect with other people going through something similar and encourage each other to what you're going through. That's cool. Was that an adaptation that came from this or? Yep. Yeah. Yep. So I mean, that, that's before, but we're like, let's do something really relevant to what people are going through now. That's cool. Awesome, man. Well, thanks again for coming on our show and uh, you know, look forward to doing it again sometime. Yeah, this is awesome. You guys, thanks for the time together. Hey, Gainesville, this is the WHOA GNV podcast. The podcast bring you businesses and individuals that make you go, whoa. Whoa! Well, Eric. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. We will see you guys later. Thanks for listening. Bye. Thank you, guys.